You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. You're saying you're not ready to pull the trigger yet? No. <laughs> and and that, folks, is how I think we're going to start Geekiest Show Ever. We're just going to kind of dive in here. We kind of we're, we're already talking about stuff, so why don't we just kind of right, start? Might as well just press record. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit the. I was going to say hit play, but that's the opposite of what we're doing. We're pressing record. Um, well, we are playing. And well, yeah, we're we're playing around here. We're we're well, we. We play around. We call it work. I mean, this is kind of what we do sometimes. Um, it's our church. And then we would, it's like what? It's our church. <laughs> our church. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, uh, we've been you know, playing around with, uh, we're, this is going to be kind of a, uh, I, I guess we'll call it a special episode. Um, of, Very uh, we've special been experimenting episode. with, oh boy, that almost sounds like a schoolhouse special or an after school special. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. I don't think we're going to have any confessions here. Are we? Anyway. Um, but uh, oh, but you know, before we get into this, we must you know it's in the bylaws of the you know geekiest show ever, whatever we have here bylaws or whatever. We must do our weather because you know um, it's what we do here. And uh, and I'm okay. I'm I'm sad now because we've had uh, we're we're into summer now. Summer makes me happy, but. The problem is, though, now we start our slow decline. The days start gradually. Well, okay, the days don't get shorter. That's always driven me nuts. But we start getting less daylight all the time, which means that we are slowly creeping towards Kevin's most favorite season of the year, bastard, um, winter. <laughs> and, you know, yes, and that's and winter kind of sends me into a, a tailspin sometime. But, yeah, so we started that progression. So I'm going to try and not focus on it. I'm just going to enjoy the weather that we have right now. And right now uh, in Clark, it is 77 degrees. We had a little rain shower this morning. We keep hoping for a little bit more. They're saying a 90% chance tomorrow. I hope so because we're getting kind of uh, a little dry around here, which for South Dakota, we're just, you know, like, couple rain showers away from a drought around here quite often um but it looks like this week will be uh temperatures not too bad i don't think where are they at here i'm looking at weather underground it's not showing me what i want to see here uh but i think that this week won't be too bad uh maybe we'll get a little bit of rain last week was cool thank goodness uh, not as much rain as i wished we had um but uh so that's that's what it looks like here now okay I'll, I'll leave Melissa to the end because I think we kind of know what her weather is. But um, we'll build the suspense anyway. And, Elisa, what's your weather been out there? It's It was halfway decent last week. I went in the pool a few times this past weekend. That has been crappy. It's 73 right now. It was raining on and off today. It looks like it's going to be raining again. This week is in the 70s. But by the time we get to next weekend, allegedly, we will have Kevin's favorite weather. Friday is 88, right. Saturday 94, Sunday 96, Monday 95. Oh, so I know Kevin's just sitting there going, Ooh. So, again, <laughs> if you need me, you know where I'll be. I will be poolside. Yeah. And Assuming I'll be doing that my st- it stays that way. Right. And I'll be doing my stripping job. It's not as uh, sexy as it sounds, people. I, we're stripping wax <laughs> off the floors at school. So I'll have sweat on me, but, you know, won't be. You're stripping and all, waxing. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, it's a real. It's a, you, you get more than what you pay for here. You don't ask <laughs> you for your money. Do you have to strip back. first and then wax, or do you wax first and then strip? <laughs> 
Well, you add a strip and then you got to wax. Otherwise, it's kind of counterproductive. Anybody who's done janitorial work will know what I'm talking about here. But Okay, and like I said, we built a suspense. Uh, Melissa, what's your weather like? I, I just sent you a screenshot of my weather yeah. apps to warm, your, to warm all of your hearts with a big 100 right there in the center. It's all going to be in the triple digits, 104. Let's see. On Wednesday, we get up to 108. Nothing uh, goes below 102. So you shouldn't be trucking popcorn through there because it may pop in the truck? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Probably. That could be interesting to see these popcorn trucks exploding on the... uh, the interstate because uh, they everything starts popping. There's nowhere left for it to go. Um, Come on out that's for breakfast. My... We'll cook an egg on the sidewalk for you. Oh, that sounds completely sanitary. Uh, well, the heat but, kills uh, everything out here, so it is. <laughs> so you have no bacteria out there? Oh boy, this could be interesting. Well, no, that um, yeah, I'm not proof yeah. of pot, I'm proof <laughs> of the concept for that. Well, I was going to say you're kind of like a little petri dish out there, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, but like I said, we're gonna uh, this uh, uh, episode. Uh, what are we up to? Two eighty nine, I think we are. Uh, of uh, yeah, two eighty nine. Uh, we're going to. Uh, we're okay. So I kind of I uh, I might have been the one we started talking about this. I kind of brought it up because I got my Apple Watch, and I've been wanting some way. I'm I'm trying to find that frictionless or almost frictionless because there's unless they get something that taps into my mind and just reads it directly. There's no absolutely pure frictionless way to get you know ideas out of my head and uh, onto something so I remember it. But with the watch, I wanted to find something that uh, I could just raise it up and uh, you know dictate something into it and have it saved. So we've been kicking around. Uh, uh, between the three of us, varying degrees of stuff, trying to kick around and use the um, app Drafts, which there's a watch uh, app, and then you can get one on your phone and your tablet. Um, I don't think there's anything for the Mac. I think you can export it over if oh, you want. That's a good question. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't there think there's, I mean, what is there? Uh, I thought there used to be. Let me let me see if there is. And do this Google search. Uh, yeah, because uh, I think it's mostly uh, for iOS. But uh, oh, here's Get Draft. But I think it's you know basically is only available iOS for iOS. Yeah, iOS devices. Yeah, it's just an iOS device. I remember one of the videos saying but, that. But there is a lot of uh, within the app itself. There's lots of different ways. There's, this is uh, the way. The more I look at it, this starts to look more like kind of a Swiss Army knife of uh, kind mm-hmm. of automation here. Which, like I say, I think we're going to touch on several things today. We'll probably uh, talk about. Well, we will talk about drafts. Workflow kind of comes up in the, the way I do things. Um, I think Melissa was looking for some way to use this for blogging, um, mm-hmm. and you know, and. and you know, maybe we should uh, start with what, you know what drafts is. Basically, it's a on the surface, it's a simple way to get text down on your phone or your iPad, and then you can save it and do things with it. There, you can uh, it can be used for s- simple things like uh, quick notes. You can uh, do to do lists in there. Uh, I think it's got the capability. So if you do coding, it'll color code the coding for you. 
Uh, it supports uh, Markdown languages for people who want to use that, who are really into you know using Markdown for uh, doing text work. Um, so it's it'll do a lot of different things, and then from there, there's the automation side of it that was well, it's semi automation. I don't think you'd have it do it automatically, but you can go in there, and then you can take these uh, individual drafts, however you have them set up, and you can send them to. Uh, different places because um, if you take the app and swipe from the right um, there'll be a list of things that come up that so you can you can copy it mail it send it to iMessage share it tweet it uh, send it to Dropbox Evernote um, uh, one uh, OneDrive <laughs> yeah I, I, as I'm looking at my phone here Kevin's message pops up he dislikes your your weather report. I know that's there, what I was giggling Melissa. about. <laughs> that's what I thought. So, yeah, it pops up on top of my uh, uh, drafts here as I'm looking at it. But, yeah, you send it to, uh, in my case, I can send it to TweetBot or the Twitter app. Uh, so you can send it different places, and I think that's kind of where the power of it comes in. That And then there is the app on the watch, and so you can have it on there as a complication. I've got it down in the corner of my screen. So as I think of something, because like the last week in school, we're trying to get some stuff ready um, to we need to go make a shopping list to buy stuff. We also are getting stuff together to have a surplus auction. So as I think of these things, I just wanted to be able to I just pull, uh, bring up my watch, get the face to come up, and hit the complication, and then I can speak into it, have it dictated into the app. And then I've been experimenting with Drafts 5. I've got the uh, trial. I haven't quite decided yet if I need all the stuff that Drafts 5 has. Otherwise, I might just use Drafts 4, which is free. Drafts 5 is $20 a year. I, I'm not saying that's a bad price. I just don't know if $20 a year would be worth it for me. For what? Well, let me go over the things that you get with Drafts Pro. So like you said, it's free. Sure. And and it's and it's universal. So you you basically download it once. You can put it on your Apple Watch, iOS, you know, your iPhone and your iPad. And that's parts free, which is pretty pretty cool just in and of itself. And then this is their so then you think, okay, well it's free, it's really awesome. What's the catch? Well, then their business model is they charge for drafts pro and you can either go one ninety nine a month or twenty dollars for the year and you get a seven day trial. And what you get with that then is they have a, a small short list here. Uh, create and edit actions. You can change themes and icons. You get widgets and sharing. I guess you can you can modify these things. Workspaces. Enhanced URL automation, which I think is something that I would probably have to pay for to use for what I want to do with it. And then of course they're supporting the development. So, you know, the developers get paid and they get to keep their lights on and keep this app going. So it's, it's a good thing that it's, it's funded, you know what I mean? That they have a, a business plan in place and then you just have to decide, you know, do you want like themes and icons might not be that important for most people. I like them. Certainly. I don't personally think I would like them to pay, you know, to have to pay $20 a year just to be able to use that feature. However, the other stuff seems kind of compelling that that is something worth, worth paying for. My issue, do with it is this i already have other apps that do something similar like for example day one and i did see that 
one of the things that you can do is you can have you can start a draft and have it sent to day one because that's my journaling app and that's where I, I also take a lot of notes for business as well so it's like personal and business it's kind of like everything or you know what I really typically use it for is that thing that I was gonna say on Facebook that I decided not to that went into day one <laughs> you know um, the thing that's great about drafts and when we originally started talking about this the word that came to mind for me was executive functioning because I, you know, if we talked about in the past, I have a kid who has ADHD and I'm looking for tools for him going into his next grade that he could use to help take better notes. And this was one of the things that I looked at because the, the thing that gets you in is that it's a distraction free environment and that you're just capturing text, like you're, whether it be on your watch or on your iPad or on your iPhone, all you're doing is tapping and you're just presented, boom, right there with a with a screen with a blinker. It's not like in notes where you have to tap to get a new note or you have to go and find the note that you were already working on. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the difference. Like in notes is what that's my main go-to one. Or like I said, day one, if I'm journaling something, you have to do a couple other things before you can actually really get to the nitty-gritty of what you want to capture in text. Whereas drafts is like it does it doesn't it just cuts to the chase. It's right there. It's like, okay, here's a screen. Start typing. And then, so I guess it's like a reversal. It's like, it's kind of thinking about it a little bit backwards than we're, what we're used to, right? Because like I said, with notes, you have to you have to tap the icon to start a new note. And then you have to think about, okay, well, what's the title going to be? Now, you don't have to, but that's kind of the way that it's built, right? You start with a title, then you have your body, and then you start thinking about, you know, bullet points and stuff like that, where in drafts, you start with just the text in mind that you want to have. You, you don't really start with, okay, I'm creating something new. You think about, okay, this is just the text that I want to capture. Where do I want to send it to next? Whereas in the other apps, it's like you already are in that app and that's where it's going to stay. That's where it's going to live. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like for But it just seems – go ahead, Mike. Well, I was going to say, you know, in my case, I just need to get something down, uh, you know, quick reminders. Uh, I'm not yeah. composing anything. And so, yeah, that's my main purpose. And like I say, for me, that's why I'm trying to decide between, because Drafts 4, the older version, will do a lot. And that one, you can create actions in it, and you don't need to pay extra for that. Oh, um, interesting. So. Yeah, the workflow things. And the, the compelling thing about Drafts 5 is the tags, which would make it simpler, because after I dictate into the app on the watch, I can tap a button and add a tag. So if it's for, if I think it's something we need to order from a particular vendor, I have a tag created for that. So I can just hit that tag, and then you can go into the Drafts app and on the phone and be able to sort it into um, your list of, like, from that particular vendor or whatever tags. You can add multiple tags. So, uh, you know, if it's either from a vendor or, let's say, it's you know pertains to electrical or something like that or plumbing, you can have different tags so you can, you know, uh, uh, organize these things how you want. And then what I was doing, and I've experimented with it a little bit, and I haven't gotten too carried away with it yet, but so you could have it uh, sort by different tags, and then you could select all those tags. And I, was, I had a workflow sent uh, set up because um, – you know, th this crazy person over here with my multi-platform, uh, you know, uh, pro, uh, pro like, yeah, uh, yeah, tendency for multiple platforms here. Um, 
I use um, Wonderlist because that's on Windows, it's on Mac, it's all over the place. And Microsoft hasn't killed it off yet and hasn't. And that's a separate thing that drives me a little bit crazy. They bought Wonderlist, but they haven't. And they have their to-do app, but they haven't really made that go anywhere either. But they haven't killed Wonderlist off yet either. So as long as that's well, That's what there, drives me nuts is like you invest all your time and energy in these, and then they get either eaten up by somebody else or... They got bought out, or they they you know they just weren't sustainable, yeah. or, or something like that happens, and that's why I get a little bit nervous about any of these new things. I mean, yeah, this 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 tool, Drafts Five that we're talking about, is getting a lot of uh, a lot of attention. A lot of people are using it, and I think that's wonderful, and I hope that it it is really sustainable. But I'm just one of those people that's kind of cautious because I did the same thing. I love to use Wonderlist, and then I'm like, well, no, maybe I shouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. It anymore so i do tend to pull back and recoil and kind of like all right i'll just stick with the regular apple tools even though i'm not really always that happy with them like reminders is okay but i mean and i like the fact that it works with siri but there's so much more that i that i like about wonderlist you know what i mean and it just it just bugs me thinking about the huge investment because there's a there's a learning curve there's development you know, on your end, you're, you're developing a workflow, so to speak. I mean, not just the workflow with the app and the actual um, coding and technology and stuff, but like your actual workflow that you're developing. And that takes time and honing. And it just kind of sucks if you go through all that investment and then it goes away. So I've been a little bit, I've been a little bit uh, hesitant to just jump right into it. I, I'm still like evaluating, evaluating everything and watching all the videos. You brought up tags and that was one of the things that I heard in multiple videos was that you definitely, if you're going to start out with this, you definitely want to make sure that you're using tags because it can get really overwhelming really quickly because you are just kind of capturing text. You know what I mean? Like you're just, oh, yeah. you're really just putting a lot of just raw text in there and you really have to tag it so that you have some way to get at it later on. And I have to say that I do use that with day one because like I said, you know, day one is my tool of choice for, for this sort of thing where I'm capturing text. It's not as quick and as distraction-free as Drafts 5 is, but it does kind of do the same thing for me in that it's, okay, it's just text that I want to capture. I had an idea, and then I can assign a tag to it, and then I can go back and just sort it by that tag to get back at it. Because that's that's the whole trick is trying to... It's one thing to get the text in there, <laughs> to get it captured, well, but then how are you going to get back at it? You know, Are you going to act you know, on it right away because you're going to automate it, or are you going to like save it as a nugget for later and go you know digest it later and, and do something with it? Yeah, because without tags, all this is is uh, notes on a bulletin board. I mean, you got to go through and look what you're uh, find what you're looking for. And you know, f- for me, that may not be terrible because I can go down my list. And you know, I would have to go in there, or even with either with either drafts program, I would have to go in there and send it from there. And I guess yeah, I could create uh, notes within the. Um, drafts app but i want to be able to send it somewhere that i can get to it with my other my other platform so uh, i mm-hmm. i can go in there and send it over to you know wonderless so then i've got it there and it is a little frustrating i haven't found it yet and i don't know maybe if i look somebody has and i did sort of look they have um user created workflows that you can incorporate into drafts five um and I looked to see if there was something that would use OneNote because that's kind of um, – that's one I have been using, but 
these apps, I haven't found one that'll take it from like drafts or uh, from anything else I've used and put it in the one OneNote. That's why I've been using Wonderlist because if I could get it to go to OneNote the same way that I would have it go in the Wonderlist, I would just kind of sadly you know pour a little out for Wonderlist and set it aside. But it's the easiest one of the apps that I use that I like that I can get stuff into now there might be a more convoluted way because when you start looking at this i was i think uh, i texted the other night when i started this i was going down the rabbit hole and yeah. i kind of peeked my <laughs> yeah. i i kind of poked my head out for a while because once you start going down there you can use uh drafts you can use workflow you can use if this then that there's a bunch of different ways and you can some of these will interact with each other you can start piecing them together and start doing different things well i could do it this way and then you kind of realize that this is becoming like a frankenstein monster here that you're piecing all this stuff together when it would probably just right. be easier to open up the damn app and put it in there directly um, that's why i said there's a there's a really steep learning curve depending on what you want to be able to accomplish and then that's a big investment in time yeah and like i say and for me uh well and i was going to say too uh, without uh taking the time to look it up maybe for what you're uh for micro blogging maybe uh or for blogging however you want to do that you I don't know if you would have to incorporate something like if this then that in there. Uh, yeah, some way wonder. To get it. Yeah, something to, so you could get it from there to um, uh, which which platform were you using? I use um, Blogger. I just I've been with okay. them for over ten years, and I just don't feel like migrating it. I don't. I can't justify the expense of actually hosting it, and migrating it somewhere else. So I just stick with Blogger. Now, yeah. you know, there are apps, there are other apps that hook into Blogger that I could use. And truth be told, I mean, I could just compose an email. Like, I'm looking for a mobile blogging solution. Like, I want to be, you know, like last year we went on this really great family road trip. And, you know, there was MacStock and all these things. And there were so many opportunities where I wanted to blog while I was on the road, not necessarily connected to the Internet or at least, you know, just on my LTE plan. And I wanted to just kind of capture notes. I wanted to do exactly what, what Drafts proposes that you do with it is basically just capture some ideas. Just get some ideas out there, some raw text, tag it, you know, go back to it, revisit it, use it as a true writing tool to flesh out my ideas and take pictures and stuff like that. It's just that I have sort of like a protocol that I sort of follow. Like I like to have, you know, a headline. I like to have it labeled. I like to have, you know, an introductory. Then I like to have an image. I like my images to be flush left. I like there to be a link. You know, if I'm, if I'm promoting an app, I want a link to the app store. And there's all these different, you know, even in my other podcasts that I do, I mean, I have a certain flow workflow that that I utilize that I kind of stick to to keep things consistent so that I kind of know what to expect. I I do a lot of types of tasks like that where there is a specific workflow that I've defined and I just wish that I could kind of like automate it automate it better. You know, well maybe I wouldn't have to spend so much time doing this if I just did it here and then just said, "Okay, here, now take this and put it there." You know what I mean? And it's like I have all these ideas kind of swimming around in my mind about what I want to be able to do, but it's hard to sit down and actually look at something like drafts and say, okay, well, how do I do that? Because first you have to define what it is that you actually want to accomplish. You know, what is your task that you're trying to accomplish? So for me, it would be mobile blogging. Um, as a consultant, you know, I take lots and lots of notes. I'm just a really big note taker. I write a lot and I take a lot of notes. 
and I document a lot of things and I research a lot of things. So like for you, Mike, you're, I guess your world scenario is you're taking inventory, I would say. It sounds what you were describing sounds like some kind of inventory where you're you need to order yeah. supplies and so okay, we're running low on this supply, I need to order it, but I need to go to this vendor. Like maybe you might have like a list of vendors that you have tagged or something for say, you know, I don't know, cleaning supplies versus uh floor supplies versus building supplies or uh, equipment, you know, things like that. Right. So you have your categories and you have your inventory that you're trying to do. So that would be a real world scenario where you would probably use that, you know, just to kind of capture the idea. You're making lots of lists. It sounds like. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I just, because, um, I suffer from CRS. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same and it, 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 that's why I have to write well, everything I, down. My damn iPhone is my brain, you know? Well, yeah, that's basically why I keep it strapped to my side. People think I'm a little weird, but it's my mobile office because I need to be able to call people. I need to be able to make notes. I need to be able to find things, take pictures. I mean, yeah, it's my it's made my life a lot easier. And so, you know, that's what I'm trying to do there. And so if for me, like I say, for, I might just end up with drafts four because, you know, looking at five, well, the tags How much longer do you think nice. they'll support drafts four, though? Does, did they say? Well, I mean, is that something that's not future-proof? They're, they're, but I mean, they're not putting a deadline on it. They say we're going to still keep supporting it for how long? I mean, you know, I don't know it could be the next ten minutes. You know, until the demand dies down, or they feel like it's not mm, profitable, or they're not gaining goodwill from it, or something. Um, you know, so it that could go. You know, any time. Well, any of these could go at any time if the company goes right. out of business for whatever reason. Well, that was None of that's these one of the first things I look for then, you know, since you brought that up is like, okay, if I'm going to try a new tool, if I can get the data in, how do I get the data out if I need to? And so I did right. look at, that was one of the first things I looked at with Drafts 5, and they do have some pretty robust exporting features um, and backup right. and features. He- and that's the other thing that's great about it is, yeah, you might be paying $20 for the year for the functionality, for the extra features, for the support of the app, but it works with iCloud. Whereas a lot of these other services, you're paying for server storage. Like that's kind of what you're paying for. And that's kind of frustrating. But that's not the case with Drafts 5. So that was that was kind of refreshing. But I did like right. the, the y- fact that you could get your stuff in and you could get it out. I mean, that's basically what it does. It's right. an in and out kind of a oh, situation. Yeah. So if you, like, say, Drafts 4 went up, went belly up for you, what would happen? Uh, not much, really, because, like I say, I'm using it. Uh, drafts is just an intermediary for me. It's like a place to save it. And then it's off to, like, say, either Wonderlist or if, if the next best solution comes along that makes me happy, if I get it in the Wonder Note or in the OneNote, you know, something like that. Um, so if it went away, I would just need a different way of capturing uh, my stuff. And one other thing I was experimenting with was um, uh, I had workflows. I put a workflow complication on my watch and was using that too. And I had created workflows that would basically. Uh, it would run, it would ask me for input, and then I would have that save it to my wonder list uh, that I had created. The only kind of problem with that, there was a extra step or two because I'd have to hit the complication. So I had like about five or six different workflows. You kind of had to scroll through that to find mm-hmm. the right one and run it. And then you had to type, or not, well, you had to dictate in what it was you wanted to save. Um, and you kind of had to hit tap it a couple times to do it, whereas um, with the drafts, you could hit it, 
and you could have it saved, and then if you wanted to open it up on the watch and add a tag to it, um, you know, if you really wanted to tag, most of the stuff I would probably go in there and just by looking at the text, I know what I was talking about, so I wouldn't have to have, and I'm not doing a whole, well, right now, unless something changes, I'm not doing a horrible amount, so I could probably go in there in drafts for just be able to look at the stuff and know where to send it. Uh, but the tagging part is nice, so if I have a bunch, I could just have it sort by the tag and send it all at once to uh, you know, Wonderlist or whatever I'm doing with it. So that part would be nice. And then the other part is uh, being able to create and edit your own actions, which drafts five, you have to right. pay for that. But you can right. do it for free in drafts for so i could accomplish Mm -hmm. basically the same thing but i'd have to go one at a time for these apps rather than grouping them so i don't know how that's the one and then i think also too and i'd have to see um you can uh do widgets and sharing with drafts five so you could have on your uh your today's widgets or whatever you could have maybe something special on there i don't there's a few things i don't know if i would use it or not that's why i'm kind of for the twenty bucks for what I'm using, I don't know that it would be worth it. Um, I'm kind of going back well, and forth on that. It's nice that there's a trial, and then you know, plus two sure. if you're mm. if you're really testing this out, you don't have to you know spring for the whole twenty dollars at once. No. You can spring for the two dollars. So until you sure. decide that it's worthy of your investment, so that's I mean, and but that's if, what's really great about. It. I mean, I don't have anything really negative to say about Draft Five no. at all. I think it's fascinating. I think it's it's really intriguing. Uh, it's just the amount of energy that I'd have to throw at it to invest in it. That's exactly kind of makes me feel a little tired. That's exactly it. As you guys were talking, I was going on their website and looking at different things. It's got a learning curve. Yeah. You sure. don't just jump right in like you do with Apple Notes and just start writing your note. That's and yeah, certain very things good point, that yeah. it does, I don't understand why you would. I mean, at least for me. Maybe for other people, they can go, yeah, this is why you do it. This, 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 and this. Why would I open drafts? write a message and then text it to you. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. I just go into iMessage and start writing the text? Well, I it know just, the answer to that question and that's that's not everybody, but that is um, a lot of people and and somebody in one of the video reviews pointed this out that it's the, the whole idea of distraction free. It happens to me. I see my clients do it. I see my kids do it. I see everybody else do it. What happens is, yeah, why wouldn't you just go write some messages and just text somebody? Because I know that I've gone, opened up the messages app wanting to say like text you something but I get distracted because there was a badge or there was something else or someone else texted me just before I opened it up and I get distracted and I went there and then I was like you know 30 minutes later I'm like wait why did I come in here what what was I here for again <laughs> or email um, I watched somebody do an example of how to use drafts to compose an email and I thought well why wouldn't you just go to mail well simply because if you open up the mail app what do you see you see your inbox and you see this and you see that and you see all these other things that distract you so unless you have that superpower and you're able to just be one track you know totally tunnel vision and say yep I'm going to open this app I'm going to tap right here and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it right now and I'm going to get it done and I'm going to walk away I don't have that superpower (laughs) I I can't do that I suck at that now, one thing That's I see here is when you open up my message, it, you can hit the drafts down at the bottom when you're hitting uh, like for um, photos and gifts, things like that. It's got the little drafts logo so that you can uh, take one of your drafts and automatically put it into your message through the message oh, app. You mean a sticker, a draft sticker? Yeah. Is that the, no, no, oh. not, not a sticker. Your actual, because I, I just did a, a, I was 
going over this the other day and I was just, you know, just typing in gobbledygook just to try things out, like how you can move your paragraphs and different things like that. So if you open up, let me do it here. If you open up messages and then you hit that next to where you type in, you hit that little A. Yeah, that's the the bottom. Well, yeah. Okay, so those are the apps. Correct. And I think it's considered a sticker pack or something. Okay, but it's not a sticker. It's your actual draft. It's actual draft, yeah. Yeah, because I just tap on it and it's got an inbox and I've got testing drafts. I I named it testing drafts. And And if if you have flags, you can go right into the flags. And if I click on it, which I just did, it just put all that gobbledygook into our group text message. Mm -hmm. Yep, I just did it too. Going to delete, but... um, (laughs) Nobody wants uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and one other thing I had thought about for using drafts, there's occasionally I post the same thing to Twitter and Facebook. And um, so if I wanted to capture it in drafts and then I create a workflow that would post it to both. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it save, save me having to go into each app and do that. Uh, you know, Don't something you- like that. Don't you, and I don't do that. I know what you're talking about, and I know people that do, right. but I don't do that. But don't you just do, like, hashtag FB? I was going to say, yeah. And then I it think... automatically posts to your Facebook for you if you post yes. something on Twitter? At least it used to. Oh. That's how I used to do it. So you don't oh. have to double your work? There's oh, a way of doing that it. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, there's and a way of doing it. Experiment with that and try it. Yeah, where you can post on one site and it will automatically post to the others. Like, a lot of people, like, I know uh, my one of my kids... He'll post a picture to Instagram, and it will automatically post to Facebook. Yep, that's what mine does. Oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. Yeah, you can toggle the switches on. Mm-hmm. See, you just okay. got to stick with us, Mike. <laughs> this is why we do okay. this. <laughs> so, yeah, there's ways to kind of reverse engineer it. But then you also have to consider the fact that if it's – if you have to consider the, the character limit is smaller on Twitter than it is on Facebook. So if right. it's – I would start it – because that's happened to me before where there was something I – mean, again, I don't do it often. It's rare that I do it. But there was something that I wanted to share in both places for whatever reason, and it was just a little bit too long. It was going to get truncated. So I actually did have to modify – the text because of the character limit. So I learned from that that I need if I was going to do that, I knew I needed to start it out in Twitter and then post it to Facebook versus going the opposite direction. Like, you know, like you would do is just copy and paste it. So you have to consider the source, too. I mean, but there's just there's just right. all these like engineering things where you have to think about. Like Lisa just said, I mean, notes is just so much more simpler. It's very much intuitive. Yes, you have to tap the, I, you do one of two things. Either you're going to compose a new note or you're going to go and modify an existing note. I love the fact that you can now pin things to the top because I used to do the thing where I have it set to show me the most recent note at the top in chronological order. And so in order to keep that note at the top, I would just keep putting like a space or something in there so that it would modify it just enough so that it would float to the top but now you can pin it so i don't have that problem anymore but yeah i mean notes is just kind of it's already there it's built it syncs you're you know if you're already paying for iCloud you're already paying for it to sync and backup and all that kind of stuff and you could just use notes for everything but if you really wanted to engineer a whole workflow that had some automated components into it then yeah there's a huge learning curve there's a very steep learning curve and an investment in time that you're going to have to put in to learn what this thing is capable of doing and 
identify what your end goal is going to be. And like we just discovered, sometimes you might end up making more work for yourself. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's always the case that you're always going to make more work for yourself. It's always uh, you've got to do more work in the in the beginning to end up saving yourself time later. And hopefully that investment is a you get a good return on, on that investment of time in that. Yeah, you spent, you know, two weeks putting something together, you know, honing it and honing it till it got to the point where it was just a turnkey solution for you. And then you've reached this level of Zen where it's like, yep, all you have to do is just tap here, tap here, and then I'm done. And it saved me all this other time from having to do it this uh, this other way. But you don't know until you try it. Like you don't know until you develop it. So that's why it takes long. I think someone, someone like Mike, who, um, like Mike, if you have to make a list, like you were saying earlier, uh, maybe plumbing for the school maybe you're maybe you're doing also at the same time you're doing your bathroom remodeling so you have a list for the supplies you need for your bathroom and you tag it plumbing home electrical Mm -hmm. things like that and then with school you've got your list plumbing school and the name of your vendor that you're purchasing for school and then maybe you're saying at, at home it's like well home depot is where i'm going to purchase my plumbing supplies that's good for you because then you can just put in your tags plumbing home versus plumbing school to make it easier right. to, for you to find things. And then if like the principal of your school or maybe the head of maintenance or whomever says, Mike, send me that list. You've got that list that you can just use your tags sure. to get to that exact list and then just either text him or email him very simply. I, and I think that would be a great use case for you. For yeah. me, I kept looking at this. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely cool. And it's definitely worth the $20 if you're going to use it. But right. I just can't see me using it. I use reminders to keep a list for books I want to read or movies I want to see. I use notes, like I said earlier, if I have to write a quick note. And then I delete it. Like if I have, to, you know, and when I go to the grocery store, I'm still very much old school. I write it out on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Because I find for me, putting it on my phone makes it more difficult. I just have the piece of paper and I do my shopping. I use a grocery gadget app for that that I really, really love because it's it's not just me doing the grocery shopping. My husband actually does most of the grocery shopping and then occasionally I will. And because there's more than one of us doing it and now we have like the kiddos helping us out too, it syncs between all, all of our devices. So that's what makes it really handy for us. I mean, we well, bought it like there- years ago and it just it just works like it just works for us. And if we're going to go down that rabbit hole, uh, you know, it's just, like, like I said, we're just talking automation here. And so uh, what we do, because, you know, I have the Amazon assistants all over the freaking house here. And <laughs> my wife actually does, you know, a majority. Well, she does all the grocery shopping. But so she's uh, when she's working in the kitchen and she, you know, oh, we're out of something. She just call out, you know, hey, you know, add this to my shopping list. And then uh, the Amazon, uh, the uh the Amazon Assistant app, I'm not going to say the name because I don't want my stupid echoes going off here. Um, that app, it uh, she had problems with it, but then we started using the Cozy app, C-O-Z-I, uh, mainly just to import the um, uh, Amazon 
uh, shopping lists into there and use that, and that seems to be working better. But, yeah, that's our automation there was that, you know, to pick up a pencil and paper, especially if you're cooking, your hands are dirty or whatever, it's just easier to call it out and have it there. And uh, that's been working pretty good so far for And the nice thing is if I'm downstairs and I'm running out of, you know, deodorant shampoo or whatever, I can add it to the list. And then when she's shopping, she sees it there and can pick it up. So, you know, like I said, this is kind of an uh, you know automation uh podcast we're doing here today so you know that's our little way of doing it and for the two of us that actually works fairly well that still speaks to somebody who would be able to use draft five for that because it's still the idea that you might have this main repository that you share where things end up but the origination is different for each of you and i think that's where the power of this kind of a tool comes into play because you can start in that one singular location and then tie it together elsewhere. So I I do something similar, whereas like, yes, our grocery gadget is our main repository. Like that is our master grocery shopping list. Now something like Amazon wouldn't work for us because we're shopping at actually like, like grocery stores, like, you know, there's certain stores that carry certain things. And I guess we're just picky. I don't know what it is, but like, I'll actually take a picture. Like, no, this is the ice cream that I want. Or, you know, this is the particular brand of something. Or my husband likes, you know, a particular brand of, you know, because he's the cook and, you know, he's very like, that's his hobby. Like, that's what he loves to do. And he loves to go grocery shopping. But we each have very specific requirements for, say, any particular brand of, of good. And so the nice thing about in the grocery gadget app is you can, um, you know, say if you just wanted like, OK, I'll give you an example. Like I, I like French cut green beans. I just like them. That's just my jams. So I don't want to just put green beans. <laughs> so I put no French cut green beans or and like if I were really picky, which I'm not, I might say like I want the Dole variety or something or, you know, you can get them at this store for cheaper than this store. And so you can put a little note there and you can even put a little picture there. Now, all of that sounds really complicated. Right. And when I'm driving and I'm and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. I'm going to make, you know, I, he wants to make that, that casserole tonight. We're going to need green beans. And my hands are on my steering wheel and the kids are like busy and we're driving to school. No, I'm not going to go use the grocery gadgets app to go and do all that stuff. I'm going to use the trigger word and I'm going to put it in my reminders list that is called shopping list. And then I'll go into that and then, you know, like, oh, hey, let me go to the shopping list because these were the things that I captured while I was like out and about and didn't have my hands available to be able to dig down into my my repository app where, where things go to live. It's like, here's the things that hang out, but then they go to live somewhere else and then they get processed there too. You know what I mean? So that's a kind of the same thing as you guys. Like you may start out in right. something else, but it, it ends up at some other destination. Well, yeah. And like say for us, uh, and you know, this is, you know, we're not, using the list to shop at Amazon. It's just that uh, we have mm-hmm. the list and then it's on the, and so when uh, my wife goes grocery shopping in the store, she's got the app on the, on the phone there and she can bring it up and she can just check off this stuff. And like I say, it was just easier to have the, that uh, Amazon list go over to the cozy app because that seems to function mm-hmm. a little bit better. Cause I think they're cramming a lot of functionality into that, um, that app for the echoes here. Uh, dancing around trying not to say its name. But, yeah, they you pack a lot of functionality in there. She's had some problems with it. So, like I say, hmm. I set up the Cozy app to import the shopping list that we create using the Echoes. And that using seems your to be voice. Working. Using your mm-hmm. voice. And, same thing. and, of course, I'm that guy. I also have um, that – and I, I talked about in the podcast a while ago that Roviva um, – 
echo device in our car so when we're driving down the road uh-huh. we can call things out too and have it added to the list so um well and i think dictation is just a bigger and bigger and bigger component of all this stuff i think that's what's driving a lot of the stuff is the fact that i don't i can't speak for elisa but you and i might really enjoy dictating ideas you know to uh, get it out of our brain and into some device like hey my hands are busy right now and i can't you know I can't be bothered with actually tapping and and doing it manually. So here, just use my voice. Here's my thought. Go do it. (laughs) Yeah. And provided they understand, because I have had some issues. Yes. yes. And the Apple Watch is not too bad, but there's been a few times when I'm really sitting at there enunciating crap and it still doesn't understand (laughs) me. Uh, yeah. And then I have run into an issue with even, and I'm not saying that it's, uh, Apple's the only one. I have trouble with my Echo devices here because I tell it to play my uh, um, thumbprint radio, and if I don't say it uh, in exactly the right cadence, it'll say, I can't find a playlist called Prince. Do you want me to create it? And I keep swearing mm-hmm. at it. And one of these days, it's going to say, Mike, that's off the like, Why haven't you, you learned this by it. now? How many times have we been over yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I could go in there and practice my dictation in there again, but I don't know if it helped with that particular word or not. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's kind of one of our automations that we use. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure we all have something that we, you know, it, it all depend, comes down to what works for a person. Because, like I say, and I'm just that person that I would probably – if I was going to be truly honest about it, I'd probably waste more damn time creating a workflow than the use I might actually get out of it. But for me, that yeah, would be the fun yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm very much, I'm very much similar to you in that I just love to tinker. That's my guilty passion. I just love to tinker with the stuff. And so, for someone else, it might be seen as a total waste of time. But and, and they may look at it and think, oh, how frustrating does that look? And I'm like, but this is fun. Like, I actually enjoy this this sort of thing. But it's very frustrating to other people. I wouldn't then, say waste of time, Melissa. I would say not appropriate for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to a waste of time. Like, I don't look at it as a waste of time for me. And mm-hmm. I will give it some more time and try to play with it and see if it does maybe end up being worth it to me. But as of right now, I think... It's just overkill from my particular mm-hmm. needs. Yeah, see, I'm not quite there with it yet. I, I see how that would totally make sense. For me, I'm, I'm so curious about it that I want to tinker with it that I probably will waste time on it. But it'll be for the sake of trying to figure out if it's for me. I, I still, I can't say no and I can't say yes either because I still have to kind of think about, I really have to hammer out what tasks it is that I want to try to accomplish and see if it fits the bill like right now the first thing i thought well what would i like to throw at this and that's why i mentioned blogging was okay so i should just be able to go in there and see if there's something like say an if component i they're called what are they called workflows and then there's a directory where you can look up and i thought okay i'll go to the directory i'll type in the word blog i should be able to find all the different blogging platforms that hook into this that have some kind of automated scripting that says, okay, if you put something into drafts and you tap this button, it will magically send it here and it'll do this thing. And I didn't see any of that yet. And I thought that should have been a little bit more upfront and intuitive, but maybe, maybe I'm just trying to throw too much at it. Maybe it's just, that's something way more complicated than, than well, let me really ask you this. When do you do without a lot of customization. 
when you make a blog post on Blogger, do you write directly into the editor on Blogger? Well, that's what I'm trying to avoid, you see. So, yeah, I mean, that's typically how okay. it would work is, yeah, I would go in and I'd have to use the desktop web okay. version of it. And because what you can do, because yeah. like I know when I use, we use WordPress at my Mac. Mm-hmm. And what I do is when I'm writing a review, I do it in text edit. And then mm-hmm. I just copy and paste it into yes. WordPress. You could do the same thing with drafts. I could totally, yeah, I could totally do the same thing with that. The only problem with text edit is that I need something a little bit more robust in that I like to say oh, I'm, t- I'm typing a sentence and I want to link to an article or a reference or something. I want to be able to hyperlink that text. And then let's say, okay, I want to be able to um, put another link in here for an app or something. Or here's I want to place. Um, Which is what you can do with drafts. But I only want 200 pixels wide yeah see that i haven't just i haven't played around with yet i want to know like can i actually i can Mm -hmm. place my images and i can i can tell the image to be this width by this height and i can have it flush left and i can have this much runaround space around it and see i come from a traditional desktop or well i shouldn't even say desktop publishing i mean i went to design school like i i worked in advertising like i came from a traditional printing publishing background so i also kind of have a little bit of curmudgeony a sense about myself too. <laughs> I, I'm so used to doing things the old way. Like you do this and then you do this and then you do this and, and it should be this way and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I have to find ways to work around that. But yeah, that's what I would do is I would use the desktop web interface and I was looking for a better, you know, an iOS interface, like an actual app interface as opposed to the web interface. And plus the other thing too, like I said, I want to be able to do it offline. I don't want to have to be connected to the internet to be able to do that kind of stuff. And I think drafts, I think there's something about drafts that would help me do that. I just have to look into it and see exactly well, how that would look. And I'm, I know very little about it, but then it also supports Markdown, which so then as you're mm-hmm. composing stuff, if you know the Markdown language, you can tell it to be yeah. bold and underlined and italicized. And I forget right. what all it does do. So you could do that sort of composing uh, within I know the a couple of app. things. Like I know how to bold and I know how to italicize, but I don't remember right. offhand. You know all of the all of the characters that need to be present in order well, to do like a hyperlink. You know that sort of thing. And I think I I trying to remember here, but I think you can use um, text expander within yes. drafts. You so can. if yes. you had yeah, so if you had snippets for your markdown language that you know you could remember this kind of stuff or if you had custom ones that you wanted to use uh like say you're typing in the same stuff all the time you could well, have you don't even have to use text expander to do that i mean you no. can there there's i mean there's a whole there's a whole culture of people out there that love their text sn- snippets and synchronize them and they have like so many i'm not one of those people like i have a handful of text snippets that i like to use but i don't use text expander for it i use the actual keyboard no. You know, in the iOS, I just use that. Right. So yeah, yeah and I and I I have a couple like for my email address and some of those that I mm-hmm. uh, I use. And I think I have some set up for you know Geekiest Show and Sci-Fi Tech Talk, so I don't have to type out that whole uh, string of stuff mm-hmm. too. Um, and I have used Text Expander in the past, but when they switched their model, yep. I decided not to do a go with that. And like I say, uh, on the and that's probably end up with fractured platforms here because on the mm-hmm. Mac, then I started using uh, keyboard maestro, maestro. For doing a lot of mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah. And that's, and that one that's is, the other point of this, too. It's like, yeah, 20 bucks yeah. isn't a lot to throw at this for the whole year. But when you add it up to all the other subscription services, you know, I'm just not one of those right. people that has a whole lot of disposable income to throw at this stuff. So, yeah, I, I do have to stand there and look at toothpaste and kind of consider, do I want the $5 tube or do I want the $1.99 tube? You know, what can I afford right. this month? You know, I mean, it really comes down to it. it really, I really have to think about what the impact of the cost is going to be. Now, some of the stuff I, I can write off as a business expense, and so I do, but it does tend to add up over time. And then you start to wonder, well, you know, I'm already paying for this service. Like, you know, for example, I mean, I already pay, I've already committed to paying for two terabytes of iCloud space because it's not just me. It's like the entire family. And there's a lot of stuff that, that we're storing and I can justify that expense. But I'm not willing to pay another, you know, monthly fee on top of that to do something else that I should just be able to sync in iCloud anyway, you know. And then I have other apps that I use. I, I use another app that tracks my hours, and I pay a, a yearly fee to store that data. You know, it just it adds up. So it's something else to consider. And it's just like you said, that's why we end up with fragmentation like that. Well, yeah, and it depends upon what you're trying to do, too, because um – I've got a uh, – uh, uh, I use if this, then that a lot also. And then I uh, have uh, bought a device called Automatic that I plug into my uh, car. It goes into the OBD port. I think I got the letters right on that. Uh, and then so I've got it so that when I make trips, I, the, each time I start and stop the vehicle, it's automatically logged. So, um, you know, and that's, that's something cool. I'm doing. Yeah, it is. Uh and then, I mean, oh, you know, if I start, you know, as I'm sitting here, as we're talking, I realize, holy crap, I use a lot of this stuff. Because yeah, we then, do. Like, I use my IQ for that. But then, because I, I'm too cheap to pay for the, the monthly fee, because I don't do as, you know, you get like a limit of 40 drives, that's business, you know, business drives. I go in there and like, instead of just paying for it, I go in there and I manually delete the ones that aren't business related so that I can keep the... So I can keep it for free. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like that's something you got to consider. That's something you got to think about. It's either are you going to pay the luxury of not having to think about it and just have it, you know, done for you? Or are you going to try to go cheap on it and try to stick with the free version? Or, you know, and it could end up being that. And what I'd really like to find out is if I really spend some time evaluating this, it could be that maybe it is worth it to pay for the yearly fee for drafts. And iCloud combined, and maybe that would be less than the combination of some other services that I might either be paying for or had considered paying for in the future. You know what I mean? So it might actually even be a cost savings if you're willing to put in the work to, well, to yeah, make it happen. I, you know what I mean? Like you're either going to pay for the luxury of it already being done for you or you're going to put in a little bit of elbow grease, proverbial elbow grease, digital elbow grease to, to make it go on your own. Well, yeah, and then I'm looking at because then I also I have uh, uh, this program called Momento, um, which will. Uh -huh, put, I like that too. Yep. Yeah, because then it uh, you know all the stuff that I like tweet or retweet or you know something like that uh -huh. and um, day one does that also. 
So, yes. Right. I started out with Memento, and then I went to day one, and then they both had different, like, pricing structure changes and schemes. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do that. So I bought I bought one of the apps because I thought, yeah, I, I'll use it. And then I never did. And there was, like, so much, like, growing pains with one of them because the syncing was just taking forever because a long time ago I decided to download, just like what you were talking about, like, whenever I tweet, um, when I first started out with this, I wanted to download all of my tweets or I, I had, cause in the beginning, remember I, I, I still do this. I, I started using Twitter back when it first started and before it became a thing. And I was using it in the early days as a little baby book. So I hashtagged my kids. So every time I wanted to like tweet something, you know, Oh, you know, they took their first step or, Oh, you know, one of them lost a tooth or, you know, something like that. I was using it. That was the purpose that I was using it for. And so I wanted to save all that stuff somewhere so I had it all imported. And so I had, you know, thousands of tweets that had built up over the years of just all kinds of mundane stuff. But that was my little journaling thing. And so it took forever for all of that stuff to sync across. And then when I'd have to, like, you know, get a new device and install it, like, oh, okay, here comes the 16,000 know, <laughs> things, or whatever it was. Because, I mean, you're talking about a decade of, of all kinds of little thoughts and stuff that's, that I've been putting out there. So... And that was before I considered well, that it was public. <laughs> well, and let's not forget that all this stuff is neat, but uh, it also does kind of hammer on the battery on your phone. Now, with uh, yes. the iPhone 8 Plus that I got, it's good. Data, it, well, you know, okay, for me, not everyone's in that boat, but we got the AT Unlimited, so um, mm-hmm. that works. That's not a problem. But And like I say, I got the new uh, newest iPhone, so the battery's still good in that. But my poor old iPhone 5 that I had, I was just beating the crap out of the battery on that one because I finally had to go in there and start turning the stuff off because I also remembered... I got so much of this stuff, I can't remember which what I'm using. Some of it gets forgotten here. But I got this app called That happened Moves. to me. Yeah. That happened well, I've to got me. This... Remember I said I was having that problem with my Apple Watch? And I figured out right. that here there's an old iPad that, remember I upgraded my iPad. Well, so the old one, I decided to just, I think I like I signed out of iMessage because I didn't want my text going on that one because the kids were using that. But I still kept my iCloud account signed into it. But I still had like notes and a bunch of other things that were syncing. I'm like, oh, crap, no wonder. Because I went to go do something. I might have changed the passcode on on one of them or something happened where it was waiting for me. Like I hadn't opened it up for, I don't know, two weeks. And I opened it up and there was this message like, you need to sign in or, you know, verify like something. I was like, oh, crap. That's why it wasn't working. Because just like you said, you start to lose track of all these gadgets that you have and what you're still remaining being signed in on. So... So I've, I found out that that's a new a new thing to add to the troubleshooting kit is consider what other old devices you may have laying around that you haven't signed out of. And that may oh, still yeah, be true. looking for that information and for that synchronization to happen. It's like, why in the hell is notes taking so long to synchronize? <laughs> oh, because it's got to go through this one. And then, oh, and then it bottoms out when it hits this old iPad that's still running iOS 9 on it. Like, oh, duh. <laughs> Once I yeah. once I did like divorced that I was like, all right, you know, you need to be kicked back a notch or you need to have like not my account signed in, but like another like our family shared account or something like that. And then oh gee, now it goes so much faster. Oh, now it works. Duh. Right. Well, yeah, and like I say, I was sitting here going, I thought, you know, because I thought that Momentum, uh, Momento app was what I was, but no, I've got this other one called Moves, which I find kind of handy because it'll keep track of my steps and uh, it also where I go. So, like, if that, you know, pings well, the yeah, battery it, big time. 
Yeah, but like I say, it hasn't. When it the battery starts being an issue, then I'll think about it. But so far, it mm-hmm. hasn't, so I'll keep it running. But it is kind of nice because like uh, Saturday is our day to go to Watertown, so I can go and like I say, it'll tell me how many steps I did that day, but it'll also record where I go. So yeah, we went to like you know Shopco and Taco John's and Hy-Vee and all these other places. So if you're trying to remember where all did we go on this particular day, it's there. I guess I'm one of those people that. I'm just an information. I, I like slut. that. Yeah, some people get really <laughs> yeah. creeped out by that stuff. Yeah, and that's why we have all this big hubble about like, oh sure. my god, you know what such and such is keeping on you? Like, um, you told it to. <laughs> no, I I really yeah. wanted it to have that stuff. Like, I really liked using Swarm to check in on stuff, especially when we go on trips. And you know, people are like, oh, don't use that. They'll know when you're when you're away from your home, and someone's going to break into your house. And this and that. I'm like, okay, but I don't have to make it public. I still like to use it because I like to be able to look through it. Like when I'm feeling depressed about my life, I can look at that and say, oh, I actually did go a few places. Like, yeah, I'm not a complete loser. Look, here's here's what I did on you know this week, and you know here's here's where we went. Oh, you know, and then it kind of drums up those those good memories again. So there's a really good purpose for it. Sure. And like I say, I just sometimes remind me uh, or like uh, even, you know, what time did I, you know, leave school or what time, you know, did I go run downtown Mm -hmm. or, you know, something like that. Just, you know, things to jog my mind. And then some of the stuff is like, holy. Well, yeah, because like uh, what day was this? This is like Wednesday. I don't remember what we were doing at work. But I've got like all these. I got about 20 entries here for walking. But I think it was just from, you know, different places uh, I actually did, I think, go out for a walk that night because you guys keep getting all those uh, activity reports on the iWatch, and it's probably like, ah, oh, crap, Mike's out doing something again. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that stuff's all kind of interesting. It's good training it's all... for when you get old and senile and, and nobody knows where you are. Oh, here, we'll just look at the map. Oh, there he is. Go get him. <laughs> Yeah, find my friends. That may be my you know go-to app at some point. Here. Teach your your kids. That's that's my dad doesn't listen to this, so I can say it. But I'm already like teaching our parents, like especially my dad, to you know just get used to the idea that I'm tracking your location. <laughs> yeah, Where did dad go? That oh, there my, he is. Oh yeah, I need to do that on my kids as well. Not that I need to keep you know an eye on them, but it's nice to know where they're at and yeah, what they're yeah. doing. So, but well, I think it's nice um, to know just just for like say you know oh I want to call so and so. Well, let me go just check and see if they're home. You can look on the map and see if they're home. Yeah, it's probably safe to call versus you know yeah. if you call them when they're working or something. I think well, it's helpful. Elise, Elisa, do you have any of this automation stuff that you use, or are you more normal? <laughs> <laughs> well, normal is a relative term. Sure, I don't, you know, sure. as much as I love the tech, I just don't automate very much. I just okay. don't have a use for it. She just sits back and listens to us drone on about it. You know, I did buy, um, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but I did buy one of those smart plugs. Yeah, right. you, te- you texted us that and I watched the video on it. What What can you do with it? Well, all I do for it now is in my family room, when we come home, if we're out at night, it, we walk into total darkness and we do have a lamp in the corner that we never turn on. So what I did is that lamp I turn I plugged into that outlet. Uh-huh. So when we're on our way home, oh. I just open the app and I just say turn on light in family room and we come home the lights on. Uh, I would find that really handy cuz that know, happens to us a super lot. Super simple. And then Amazon last week had a Wemo on sale for 10 bucks. So I said, mm-hmm. "Okay, I have no idea what I'm going to do with it." 
because uh, I really <laughs> have no place to put it. But I think what I'm going to do is we have uh, an enclosed porch, and my husband puts Christmas lights on the windows mm-hmm. outside well, of pretty. it. And so uh, the plug goes on to the outlet inside the porch. So instead of having to go out when it's really, really cold at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. to pull the plug, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plug it into the Wemo. Oh, that sounds right. great. And then I can just use the app to turn the lights on well, and off. Auto- that's automation. That's, automation. that's, yeah, that's it. That's automation. as far as I go. I, I like it. I, that gives me some really good ideas. I'm going to use that as an opportunity to transition or segue into this this topic that I had that I didn't want to spend a lot of time on. But just to tell you guys about there's because it sounds like you might dig it, too. There's this uh, app called Many Thing. And what we did is we took one of uh, the old iPhones that the kids are no longer using, you know, just as a backup folder. It's a 4S. It's like an 8 gigabyte 4S that we got on an old AT&T plan. But it still works. You know, it still connects to the Internet and it has a camera on it. So we installed the ManyThing app on it. And I have an old tripod that one of the legs is like has the little tip busted off on it. But it still works. You know, it still works as a purpose, perfectly fine tripod. So I set that up and I plugged that in. And we put it in the kitchen, and now we can spy on the puppy while we're gone. <laughs> so it's the puppy cam. Yeah. And it's neat because uh, the app is free and the surface is free. Of course, there's limitations, you know. And it's it's um, there's a big delay, you know. But what's cool is, like, we did this. We were out uh, eating uh, dinner at a restaurant as a family, and we wanted to check in on the dog, you know, see what, see what was going on because it was just fun to do. And we hadn't been away too long, but, you know, we want to make sure that she knows that we're coming back because she's still a puppy yet. And you can actually tap to talk so you can press a button and it's kind of like a walkie-talkie and you can, you can talk into it. And then you kind of count maybe like maybe about to 10 seconds. So there's like a 10-second delay. And then you'll hear your voice coming through on the video, on the audio for the video. And then we can see your ears perk up. And then she comes over to investigate the sound. And it was really cute. But it reminded me of that, what you were saying, Elisa, that would have been handy because there's a couple times where we were out and it had gotten dark and we couldn't really see in the kitchen very well. I was like, oh, I forgot to turn on the little fridge light or I forgot to turn on the little lamp or something. It would have been really cool if we would have had something like that, like a Wemo, where there was a lamp plugged in and then we could turn it on. You know, plus it would also make it look like somebody's home, you know, for theft deterrent, that sort of thing. But then we could, you know, it illuminate the area and we could see what the dog was doing or, you know, something like that. Or or even be able to, like, turn it on. Oh, she's sleeping. Let's turn it back off so we don't, you know, interrupt her sleep or something like that. But uh, that would have been really cool to have those two things kind of working together where you use the camera to, you know, kind of peer into the area where you're monitoring and then be able to use that Wemo app to then, like, turn on a light or something to illuminate the area that you're trying to see. Because I mean, this is all kind of cobbled together stuff, so it's not like it's, it's not like it's got night vision or something like that. But uh, that would be really cool. So check that out. That's that's fun. It's manything.com, and like I said, it's just a free app. And there's a there's a free service with limitations. You get like you know little clips, and there's there's limitations on what you can do with it. But for our purposes, we're not you know monitoring 24/7. But just to peek in on her while we're gone is is enough. So that's that's been a fun automation tool. Um. Yeah, because uh, I've thought about doing that at home just to have something in the house here to, you know, like I say, we, uh, we put, when we leave, we put Molly, our dog, into a, a kennel, but the cat's running around the house. It would be nice just to see that, oh, you know, there's smoke in there. Maybe we had a panic or something. Um, or, you know, just be able to check on things to see how it, uh, you know, what it's like. But I do have something like what you were talking about set up in our backyard because we have a, of course, I spend a lot of money on this, but it's, 
what I play around with. So, but uh, we put a uh, ring stick-up cam in our backyard, which does have night vision, but it's not you know not great. So, but I did put a, uh, I think it was a GE um, Z Z Wave uh, switch in electrical switch, so we can turn our backyard light off. I can using the. Uh, assistance in the house here i can turn it on and off so there's been a few times uh before we put our fence up in the backyard the neighbor's dog was coming over and taking a crap in there so it set Uh off the uh the motion camera in back and then i would tell the uh tell it to turn on the lights in back so we could see what was going on yeah there was a couple times we caught the neighbor's dog over there you know doing his (laughs) do on the lawn uh so Mm -hmm. i've got something like this and and the reason I guess I put the switch in is because I get a little absent money. I come in the house and, okay, I'm lazy is what it is. Uh, and I, I look out the window and, I oh, crap, I left the back door light or backyard light on. So I'll just say, hey, whatever, uh, turn off the backyard light and it'll go off. I don't, especially in the wintertime, I have to traipse back out there and, and do that. But, uh-huh. you know, if you do want to set up like uh, it's kind of a security thing. And I tried that, but then we were having so much stuff going through there. The night light would be on half the night. But um, I did try to set it up so that when there was motion in the backyard. But, you know, this is a, a kind of a rural area there's all kinds of animals going through the backs so i gave up on that but yeah um, we get some pretty big moths out here that have set off our light sensors <laughs> yeah you know. birds uh i you can set it up so it'll ignore certain motion but uh you know then you end up with tree uh, some days when it's really windy and the branches are really moving around uh it'll set things off too but um you know, I and think depending on that, where you live it can really blind yeah. somebody in their window if it's going off and they're trying to sleep or something well, I try not to aim it directly in the neighbor's yards. That would just kind of, you know, <laughs> torque them off a little bit. But I think, you know, on that note, why don't we transition to, into our picks? And I'll I'll go first because that sort of ties in with what we've been talking about here. I didn't do it on purpose because I've seen it. it's come out and I, it's piqued my interest. I'm trying to tell myself not to buy it. But uh, mm-hmm. it kind of blends into what we've been talking about here. And that's the I Fire was TV pick that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Good thing you didn't. Um, you know, the Fire TV Cube plus the, the Cloud Cam security uh, cool. camera. And so, you know, this it's the automation thing. So you can tell it to – I do have a Fire TV here, but this one's got the uh, assistant incorporated into it, and then it's got an IR blaster too. So you could use it to control your, your TV, your sound bar, and uh, certain – uh, cable TV boxes, which I think DirecTV is one of them. So you could just sit there, say, you know, come in and say, turn on the TV, or, and I, I haven't quite figured out, I think you could tell it to like uh, switch to the History Channel or something like that. I don't know how, oh. uh, and tell it, you know, volume up, volume down, that sort of thing. So you can give it a certain amount of voice commands if you're just, you know, like me sometimes, okay, you know, first world problems, I realize I'm too damn lazy to figure out where the remote went. I would just like to be able to call out and say, you know, turn the TV on, change this channel, whatever. <laughs> or you could use it to browse your, um, switch over to the Fire TV part of it, and uh, if you browse, uh, like I've got Amazon and a bunch of that stuff. You can use it to search for shows you want to find streaming and stuff on there. And then it, uh, you can get you can get the Fire TV Cube alone. That's $119, which put it under our limit, which is what, 150 to 4 
fifty. Mm-hmm. Is that what we said? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I picked the one that had the uh, the cloud cam in it too, so you could put that in your house if you didn't want to do the many things and you wanted like recordings kept of it or whatever, and you wanted to trust Amazon to do that. Although I trust Ring to do the same thing here, so it all depends upon who you want to trust. But if you want to have one in the house to monitor things or keep an eye on things, you could do that too. So, like I said, that all kind of fits into our automation uh, that we've been talking about here and being able to use voice commands and, uh, you know, trying to simplify our, our life a little bit. They usually, um, they usually try to advertise these things as being some kind of a nanny cam. And I always get jealous. Like the, the example that they show is, and I won't say the word, the, the A word, show the baby's room. And then there's a picture of it monitoring the baby in the crib. And I just, I get so jealous thinking about, man, when I had kids or, you know, when my <laughs> siblings were, were young, we had to have like the radio signal baby monitors. And you had the we had the radio station. Yeah. And it always had like uh, some kind of, you know, it always tapped into somebody's intercom or, you know, <laughs> you could always hear these like, you know, alien voices on your kid's baby monitor. And you wondered like, OK, but I can't hear the baby. I can hear the neighbors. I just can't hear the baby. But this is this is what we had, well, this is what we had to work well, with, you know. And yeah, and we didn't even have that with our kids. But if we would out in the country, I, if we were picking up signal, something's really wrong because there's, you know, nothing too near us there. But uh, uh why don't we go to um, let's go to Elisa next because I think she wants to uh, given the weather is coming up, I think she wants to hang out by her pool. This looks like a pool thing that could be useful. Well, this I think would be perfect for you and I, Mike. I think you would love oh, this yeah. too. And it's it's not necessarily just for the pool. You can put it on your deck or your backyard. It's called Best Choice Products Hanging Chains Hanging Chase Lounger Chair Arc Stand. And it's basically, let's see, how would, you, how would we call this? It is kind of like a C position, and hmm. it's a hammock, but it, how do I even explain this? It's a hammock, but it doesn't have <laughs> like luck. those two, I know, it's it's hard to explain. It's, it's a you lay on it. with yeah. an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, you lay on it like a chair, but it's elevated mm-hmm. a little bit higher, and it's got a curved back to it, and it's got an umbrella on the top, which the umbrella is removable. So if it's a cloudy day and you don't have to worry about the sun, you can remove the umbrella. Or if, if it's a sunny day and you want the sunshine, you can remove the umbrella. Or you can keep it, whatever, you know, it's up or to you. Or if you live in Arizona, you just want, you just stay inside. <laughs> That's why I didn't mention you. I just said <laughs> I know. I knew that. So <laughs> like, if you yeah, want the green color, it's $155. If you want the blue or the red, it's um, what they call it, teal or red orange. It's 160 Free shipping on Amazon. And it's gotten some good oh. reviews. It's kind of cool. It's really cute. And this the thing, only uh, I'm looking at. Go ahead. Well, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the pictures here, and the. Uh, it looks like so it will swing or rock. Um, it looks like it's suspended there, so you can uh, rock back and forth in it if you want. Like. Yeah, it's like it's shaped like a letter C. Yeah, sure. the only yeah, negatives the that I read one. about it. Yeah, the only the, the the negatives I read about it though, is the cushions. If it, you leave it out in the rain and it gets wet, it doesn't dry very well. So you would either have to remove the cushions every time, and the cushions are tied on, or you'd have to find some sort of cover for it when you were done using it. Because I know, like, we have lawn furniture on our deck where at when we're at the end of the day, it goes into a big um, storage unit. Because if they get wet, forget it. 
This would even be cute okay. for like inside a, a child's room somewhere. I mean, it looks like it'd be pretty big, but it, it could fit in the corner that. somewhere. Well, I, it's I, seventy-three it looks really inches. Cute for reading. Seventy-three inches long, forty-six inches wide, seventy-eight inches high. Mm. That's pretty big, and it will hold up to two hundred sixty-five pounds in weight. Hmm. Yeah, and the cushion is two-inch foam-filled cushion. Well, yeah, and I was looking at it, too, and I see, like, a single point of failure because, yeah, it does swing back and forth, and it's got a link at the top that holds the, the chair, and that's where all your weight is at. So, you know, the part of the, the, the safety part of me is kind of like going, well, you got a single point <laughs> of failure, but, you know, it does allow it to swing back and forth, so. Um, yeah, okay, well, then, that's super cute. Sure. Okay, so now we're done, you know, lounging by the pool. We've, we've got our automation set up. We can call out things. We're lounging by the pool. Now, uh, I think Melissa, by the looks of it, wants to go out and shoot pictures. <laughs> or not actually go out and shoot pictures, but stay inside. Uh, oh. I have a, yeah, I have a soon-to-be 12-year-old who really wants to be a YouTuber. And so we're always looking lately for some kind of backdrop solution. And I saw this kit and this looked pretty cute. It's uh, my, the price that I see, it might be different for you. is like, it's around $150. So just meets the, the low end of our, our play money uh, goal there, but it's a whole kit and it even includes clips and everything. It's a green screen with a backdrop, you know, a frame that you can hang it on. And then it's got umbrella lights and stands and reflector shields and like it's a clips that you can hang stuff on and it's just it's like a whole studio kit that you can basically put together and set up in your home and shoot and then dismantle it and take it apart and then take oh, it on the go with you. And it's got black and white in addition to green. Oh yeah, yeah. There's green, three black three, and white muslin. Yep, three different backdrops there. So I mainly looked at it for the green screen because I was thinking, you know, if you wanted to do like special effects in the background or stuff, but yeah, then you can use it as a portrait studio depending on how you light it and it even comes with the bulbs and I have a kit that's similar to this. It didn't, it didn't come with the backdrop, but I do have the umbrellas and I have all the lights and everything like that. So I'm mainly focused on looking for some kind of um, backdrop that we can set up because we've just been using for the few times that we've done it, we've used an old projector screen with a quilt or, you know, muslin cloth or something hanging over top of it. But, you know, it's in danger of like falling down while you're recording and it's just kind of a mess. So. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, and I don't fun. know that, and I don't know that they bought a kit, but I know that they did set something up at the school because uh, they were using it to do, uh, you know, TV casts. They were doing the green screen, and they had a. They actually brought a, a Mac into the school because, for the most part, well, we have a different tech coordinator now, and he's going more of the Apple Mac route. But um, actually cool. brought a Mac in so that they could do, you know, this sort of stuff. They had a green screen, and they were doing. They had a desk set up, and so they could do like a TV newscast, or they could do commercials, or you know, that kind of stuff. So they had a. Well, a small I was on the TV crew when I was his age, when I was a little kid, and I really enjoyed that. So. So that has never left me. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is this is a small school, uh, but I think there are a few people that would that are interested in this kind of stuff. And I kind of I think that the, the new tech coordinator is trying to like set up like an AV club to do that kind of stuff and get the kids interested. You know what people have to understand is this is a small town, so you know sports mm -hmm. rule in small Midwest towns. But I mm -hmm. really try to encourage 
you know uh, the teachers and the uh, the kids in the school. You know, there's other stuff here. You know, there's music, there's plays, there's this kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I even though I'm a janitor, I try to get people to think, hey, let's do something. And, you know, of course, I, I'm Mister. Well, I might as well. Mr. Anti-Sports, I just really don't like sports at all. And so I try to get these kids, and so I, like I say, I'm in a small town high school where sports rules or sports drools, whichever. Um, yeah. <laughs> they might like and a so kid I like just, this then, because it's all one yeah. whole big yeah. bag that has everything included, and then it's portable. Yeah, and like I say, they did have this, but yeah, the portable aspects looks kind of kind of cool. But uh, yeah, and even if somebody wants to try this stuff at home, I don't know that I'd want to put my ugly mug on YouTube. But uh, you know, if somebody wants to do that kind of stuff, it would be kind of interesting for that. But um, well, I, I think we've kind of like automated everything, and we've you know, like I say, laid by the <laughs> pool, and we we're going to do our YouTube stuff, or maybe I won't, whatever. But you know, so I think you know, we're at to the point here. Where why don't we end the show? And I think the last time, I think I forgot to introduce us. So because uh, we want people to know who we are, we're just not a bunch of voices here. We're we're actually people, and we we do things, and uh, you know, some of us are even mildly interesting. Uh, maybe not me, but anyway. Uh, so why don't we start? Um, why don't we start on the East Coast, just for the heck of it? So, Elisa, where can people find out more about you and what you do? You can find me on Twitter at, at SenseiDai and 3GeekyLadies.com with the number 3 spelled out, which is podcast, podcast that's currently in hiatus. should be back sometime in July. Uh, it's what I do with Vicki Stokes and Suze Gilbert. Okay, and uh, Melissa, where can people find out you know, what it is that uh, you do when you're not being a parent and trying to figure out what you're going to do with drafts and whatever? Right, it feels like that's all I do. Well, I'll be tweeting about it, and you can find out pretty much everything you want to know about me by going to uh, anything at the Mac Mommy. And then I also do a podcast with David Ginsberg called In Touch with iOS, and you can find out about that at InTouchWithIOS.com. And when I'm not stripping and waxing, and no, it's not near as much fun as it sounds, um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me account at about.me slash Mike McPeak, that's M-C-P-E-E-K, and I also have the other podcast that I do, uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk with uh, Julie Keel and uh, Jeff Sire, uh, and you can check that out at uh, scifitechtalk.com. And if you want to find out more about the show, head over to the Geekiest Show, uh, Geekiest Show, Geekiest Show Ever dot com. I think is I got in my show notes here. I got Geekiest Show, but I think it's Geekiest Show Ever dot com. And um, reviews and comments on iTunes are uh, always welcome. And we thank everybody who does that. We hope you jo- uh, people have enjoyed the show as much as we have. And uh, don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie.